Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chat from a Hat. I'm your host, Josh Brown, along with my co-host, Caleb Luther. Caleb, how are you? It has been such a long time since we have done a podcast. Yeah, has it? No. I didn't think so. God. A week? <laughs> About a week is right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb, uh, how was your week? It was pretty good. 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 Pretty, pretty, good. Good. pretty good. Not much. Not much. Not much. Just not just waiting around for the new Blink album oh. for this episode. You yeah, know. we'll get we'll get to that. Trust me, we will get. So would I do anything else? Oh yeah, I watched the Killers of the Flower Moon. That was that was that was sick. Loved was it, it. Good. Three and a half hours of Martin Scorsese. I was never. I could not find. I, I didn't have to use the bathroom, but if I did, I could not find a place to go to the bathroom mm. during that movie. I was, really? like, I was like, dang. Like, I feel like everything that's happening is important. Yeah. So that's always a good sign of a, a movie that's dang near th- four hours. So Yeah, I'm probably going to have, have to wait to stream that because I it'll be do up, not know. It, it'll be up eventually. If I can Since it's Apple, it. it's Apple TV Plus. So. Yeah, I don't know if I can do it. Um, so, uh, Caleb, we had um, some delicious coffee yesterday. We did. We had some delicious. Why didn't I? Had, I had delicious you tea. had tea. You had yeah, tea. I don't do coffee. Um, from go ahead and try it. Ole, yes. Our friend uh, Chelsea, yes. Chelsea Wally, Ole Co- Coffee Company, um, had her her grand opening. Grand opening at the Williamson Spook Fest. Yes, uh, she was out there uh, serving delicious, delicious, delicious drinks uh, for hours upon end. Um, had uh, coffee, tea coolers uh you name it she probably could have made it for you um i had a caramel mocha latte and it was absolutely one of the most like delicious caramel i had a, had a different had. variation of a green tea that i've never had mm-hmm. uh, with with different kind of fruity mm-hmm. fruity and lime elements yeah. it was great oh, yeah. and, and it had honey in it it was just she i even asked like chelsea what's the best tea here she was like this. I was like, okay, okay, make it. It's like I didn't want to have a caffeinated drink, but here I go. Yep. It was great. Yeah. It got me going. Yeah, Nancy had a uh, toasted marshmallow cooler, and I tasted that as well, and it was so good. God, yeah. It was so good. It was it was it was peak peak coffee time because yeah. uh, it was just fall or it's getting fall out. It's getting yeah. cool. Uh, but yes, very nice. Yeah. Uh, go like her uh, Facebook page. Yes, it's 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 it's, it's spelled A U two different two different words A U. Second word, L-A-I-T. Yes. And Coffee Company. Com- Go coffee give, give it a code, like. Yes. They just yesterday was the first day they, yep. they started business. She's so. already got up to about a hundred likes already in yeah. in the span of yeah. probably about twenty four so hours. That's, and that's on, always great. That's on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. It's, it's always it always out. great. Uh, and and uh, keep an eye out on her Facebook page to uh Find out where she's going to be and go get some coffee yeah, or pumped, tea or coolers from her for her to be around around our neck of the woods, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Well, we kind of we could probably just be like, "Hey, Chelsea, can we get some coffee or some tea?" Yeah, but I, you know, yeah. I want everybody else to. <clears throat> of course, of course, it, you know? yeah, of course. Uh, Caleb, what else did you get into this week? Not a whole bunch. Just been Not watching watching random horror movies that maybe I haven't seen or mm-hmm. you know haven't watched in a while. Watched spent the last last night and this morning watching a movie called Haunt from 2019. It's about a haunted okay. house, extreme haunted house, and. Yeah, you know, generic stuff happens, but it was actually way better than I was, I was expecting. You know, the haunted house people were trying to kill the people, and mm-hmm. it was cool. It had some good like revenge plots in it. So nice recommendation from Casey King. Oh, oh, well then you Who, definitely are watching a shit film then. If that's, well, if that's according case, to him, it's no, me that kidding. watches the I'm bad kidding. movies. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't you know, I hate to put him on the spot, but I'm gonna. <laughs> Put him on spot. He doesn't like the A24. Yeah, that's why I understand. That's, which that's I mean, what which ta- is that's what I'm talking about. No, which is like, I guess that's common sometimes, but I'm no, just like, is not. it not? Okay. 
<laughs> I mean, I know, I know people that, that literally legitimately like think that Hereditary is, is bad. And I'm like, oh man, I can't, that's like one of my favorite, it's like literally one of my favorite horror movies. I don't know what they're watching. And I think I think our feelings are legitimate. We're not faking that. No. Gosh, yo. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Somebody just like, jeez. Someone just died outside. Surely, surely the people heard that one. Yeah. Oh gosh. And heard that too. Sorry, Cam. Sorry, sorry uh, new listeners in your yeah. ears. That's it for me. What'd you do? You didn't do anything this week, did you? No, I didn't do a thing. <laughs> Except you went to a concert. I went to a concert. I saw Kiss for the first time. Um, a band called Kiss. It was very satanic. It was very satanic. Actually, it wasn't. It ended up being the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, they, Nancy, Nancy and Caleb want me to tell this story, so I'm going to tell the story real quick. Um, Nancy and I celebrated our anniversary. That's not part of the story. I just wanted to put context. And uh, we get into the show, and it's two songs left in the set, and... Paul Stanley gets up on stage, and I've never, I have never known of them to do this, and it's probably something they've done for years, but you know, I, I just never knew about it. So Paul Stanley gets up there, and he goes, "Now, people, there's nothing wrong with being a patriot. There's nothing wrong with loving your country." And he's like, and he gets up there, and he goes, "Now I want everybody to stand up and place your hand over your heart, and we're gonna do the Pledge of Allegiance." And by God, he does the Pledge of Allegiance in the middle of a show. God, Paul, Paul Stanley. I don't understand. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't know why we did it, but apparently we did it. And Nancy was like, "Is this looks at Nancy looks at me and she goes, is this like some sort of like Kiss Army pledge that I don't know about?" I said, "No, I don't know what's going on." And then he just proceeded to go into the Pledge of Allegiance, and I just went, "Well, all right, that's what we're doing. Okay, cool." Um, <laughs> all right jesus still even though all that still a great concert i can't wait for november honestly because i'm going to see him again in november will it be the same show yeah absolutely probably same same damn thing but you know what do not care so that's good um <clears throat> yeah so uh caleb so last week we had uh, a conversation about snack cakes and apparently it was a very hot ticket item apparently we could, Apparently we had some hot takes. Some hot takes. Some hot takes. I, I, some hot takes. I, says, I, I, I knew that you had some hot takes, but Buddy. I never expected it to be me having. <laughs> <laughs> but it was both of us that had the hot take on Apparently. this one. The Star Crunch, the Little Debbie food. They're trash. I haven't had in years and years. I just They're uh, terrible. From my memory, I just it sucked. Kind of. Yeah. I had it D. I think he had it F. Yeah. But John Poole immediately was the first one to call us out on it. I mean, you said it, it's a favorite. A I'm favorite so, of his. I'm sorry, John. And then you made a, you you shared the podcast again later in the week, and there was a couple comments on it that said, uh, "This Star Kate, the Star, the Star Crunch Army came in, yeah, and they gave so. their Star Crunch. They did the Pledge of Allegiance for the Star Crunch, like okay. Paul Stanley did, you know. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I mean, if that's what you all want to do and yeah. everything. Yeah, I mean, and, the, obviously you had some yeah. bad taste. The oatmeal cream I don't pie. Care. The oatmeal cream pie one is just like are terrible. No, they're terrible. No, 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 they're no, terrible. No, no, Josh, Josh, Joshua. Oh, uh, speaking Joshua. of speaking of hot takes, apparently like buttercream versus whipped icing was a hot take too. Apparently, I mean, I mean, I mean buttercream ended up being <laughs> very much victorious, but there were. I mean, there's still the, there's the there's the uh, the the uh, the whipped icing truthers out there. Yeah, and I, I still don't understand. You it. know what I call them? Sadists. <laughs> Whenever to me, I don't know if it's just like. A, a taste bud memory, and it's just, just, it's just the second that they hit my. They just my t- don't like nice The things. second it hits my taste buds, I immediately am like, oh, this is cheap. 
Oh, this is a cheap cake. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going cheap today. I understand. I don't like it. I understand. But some people legitimately <laughs> ra- some some people legitimately like prefer it. I'm like, oh man, no. I, like if I could. No, I, sir. I'm glad I don't have those taste buds. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, anyway, Caleb, we've rambled on enough. Rambled. Let's get to this week's topic of Blink 182 versus Green Day it's or a, Green Day versus it's Green Blink Day versus Blink 182 because well, they came first. Guess what? I went. They came in, first. I went in alphabetical order. So well, too bad. Too bad. I and went they in have chronological, which means so. they absolutely get to go first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're gonna take a second quick breaky break because we've already done this. Not gonna lie, yeah, guys. We've taken one break and the, the audio already messed up. We had to we had to play it with a poker face. <laughs> No more poker face. No more poker face. If it messes up, we're going on. <laughs> Caleb, it didn't mess up, so we're going on. We're going on. So, Green Day versus Blink One Eighty Two, the showdown. Yes, the showdown of the most two most popular pop punk bands of all time. Sure. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna put some real hot takes on here. Well, today you know, this was happen. a topic we initially took out if, if I had if I'm not mistaken. But it I don't know. It just interests me again. It, organic, it's, it's like, it organically it's like, came it's back. It's like how topics I lose interest in topics and they come back and they hit it throughout time. I was like, we need to do this before I lose interest in this topic. Well, <laughs> but Blink Two had a new album coming out this yeah. week, and Green Day this Green Day week put out two new songs. Has like a new song coming it's out this of. week. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they've leaked. We've listened. I didn't listen to the actual like audio of the song. I did. Did you? Yeah, I've only heard the, the live. In the link I, sent you. I didn't know. Uh, wow, I didn't click it. I was, I was, I didn't listen to it. <laughs> you were in a haze, and that's I was okay. was in a haze. But um, so you 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 didn't you've been gone a lot this week. So I did a lot of like the uh, the formatting, and I've, I've 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 got you up to speed on it. And the formatting is is good. It's perfect. It's perfect format. Everybody knows <laughs> perfect it. format. Perfect. Perfect. We're gonna go through the years here, Blink One Two in Green Day, and uh, try to you know figure out who is. The better band of the two, because like you said, they're probably the two most popular yes. pop punk bands. Even though yes. some people would even argue maybe they're not pop punk, neither of them. Well, but I think they have their pop punk elements, they have, and then yes. they they branched off and yeah. do the other things. But yeah, yeah, they branched off into good, and branched off into bad. They both have yes at times. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, let's talk about the early years, the early independent years. Joshua okay. Uh, okay. Green Day released Thirty Nine Slash Smooth mm-hmm. and Kerplunk. Those were their, their two independent albums. Blink One Two mm-hmm. released Shashir Cat. That was now, their first album, if you, unless you want to count Buddha. Now, forgive me. I'm going to be going to Spotify here okay. and going through some of the track listings for each of these albums just to make sure that I'm correct. You can if you want. Um, go ahead and do it. Um, but go ahead. You were, you were saying about uh, Buddha. Well, I was saying a lot of people would like to consider Buddha, but Buddha is more of a compilation demo album. Okay. Which is funny because I saw the, the vinyl for Buddha at a Books a Million yesterday mm-hmm. which was wild I've seen to it me a few times it's not actually. even like considered like a album like a mm-hmm. studio album but that was that was wild uh do, do you, are you there do you want to talk about the track list or anything like that sure or, uh, um well you can go ahead and talk about um i'm on green days right now actually uh, i was just gonna jump right into it and go ahead a, a, an go opinion ahead. i don't think okay. it's a hot take though now, i think it's very obvious from these early albums that green day just shaped their sound and overall performance a lot better than Blink-22. I agree. Um, the production songwriting overall talent is just way Leagues mm-hmm. above Shashir Cat. Shashir Cat has its moments. I mean, uh, but at its best, it, it does feel like a demo. Like, it, yeah. And I know people like the rawness, but I, I, I like I like the rawness of maybe a couple albums later mm-hmm. compared to Shashir Cat. Whereas mm-hmm. the rawness in the, the Green Day's first albums really complement them because they're playing excellent. I know yeah. Trey Cool wasn't on the first album, but he was on he was on uh, Kerplunk. That was his first mm-hmm. album, and uh, the, the vocals and sloppy performances are just scattered through Shashir Cat. Uh, honestly, I think that Green Day's first albums are quite a bit better than a lot of their later releases. So, 
I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but I just think that they're they're that's, super solid. I wouldn't say pop punk albums. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a hot take because you look they're at good. the first on, especially on um, Kerplunk. If you look at the first four tracks on the on that album, it's, yeah, it's solid, are, are dude. solid, just solid. Um, Two thousand light years away is honestly one of my favorite Green Day songs. Uh, one for the Razorbacks, Welcome to Paradise, which was later yeah, yeah. on Dookie. Uh, Christine Road, Christine Road, um, great. Yeah, I love. I was there. Is that on? Is that on? Uh, Thirty Nine Smooth or Kerplunk? I was. I was there. I, was I really like there. that one. I think that's on. That might be on Thirty Nine Smooth. I think so. So that's a, yes. They, yeah, that's a, that's an excellent song. Uh, We're sure, sure, Cat. So. I mean, you know, you got like M and M's, and you got. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, What's the one song that's like super popular that people that has like the opening bass riff? Uh, uh, Carousel, Carousel, the one. Yes, very. You know that's good. It's a really iconic bass yeah. riff, but the the production and the performances Heard are it. just not. They're, they're just not there yet. Yeah. You know, they they haven't really shaped into what they could be at the time. So, right. to me, this is a point for Green Day. Point for Green Day. Point for Green Day. Zero points for Blink One Eight Two. Okay. Next, and. We have their major record label debuts, Josh. A lot of people would think that Enem of the State is Blink-22's re- uh, major record label Well, they're debut. wrong, Caleb. But they're, but they're not. I mean, they're they wrong. are wrong. It, they, they are wrong. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's that dude ranch. Wow. And uh, Green wow. Day's, of course, is Dookie. So, it's, Dookie. so this is a Dookie versus Dude Ranch situation here. Yes. Uh, both albums are considered uh, some of the greatest <laughs> pop-punk albums of all time. So... Uh, Green Day's rawness was still there on Dookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I think so. I don't think it's like overproduced or polished in the slightest. I know some, I know I know they had people saying like they sold out or whatever, mm-hmm. but Dookie's I mean, I think that's as raw as it can get when it comes to a major record label album. I mean, geez gosh. Yeah. Um uh, it, I think that the the extra bit of production definitely made a difference. And I think their precise songwriting uh improved even even more so than than Anchor Punk. Uh, what what I know what do you think about Dookie? Um, Is it not one of your favorite Green Day albums? I, I would. Mm, uh, mm, ah, I know you love it. I do love. I yeah. do love Dookie. I do love Dookie a lot. Um, so while we were talking about doing this, I, I I have been thinking a lot about um Green Day's albums and where they kind of sit with me. I would. It would definitely be a top five. Oh God! It would I, be I a top so. five, but I don't know if it would be in my top three. I really don't. Um, mm. Which is kind of. I know that would be considered a hot take, and a lot of people think Dookie is their best record. But moving here. forward here, I think hmm. I would I would almost let, prefer. Let, let me um, think real quick. A few, here. a few. Let, let, let me think of these other albums without saying their names. Yeah. Okay. So I got this album. I got this album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's my fourth favorite Green Day album. I would say. I would it's say my it's, fourth favorite. I would say Green it's fourth or fifth. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's almost third. But there's another one that yeah, I, I, I like. A little bit more. Okay. So yeah, I mean, yeah, Dookie is. I mean, it's it's considered a classic of its yeah. genre. And as for Blink One Two, the difference between this album and their last album is night and day. Holy mm-hmm. cow! A uh, Dude Ranch tight, well produced, has relatively strong songwriting, and uh, despite both I'm albums, still not a big huge fan of Dude Ranch though. I, you know what? I really I think it's aged extremely well. Oops. It's it's absolutely not overproduced. It's the right mm-hmm. amount of production. Uh, it's not as goofy as you'd think. Yeah. I think Enema of the State. Has more like jokes in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some really strong well, songwriting what, on this. We'll get we'll get to we'll yeah, get yeah. to uh, and, and like and like to, I said, uh, with both state. albums falling under the pop punk genre, they're drastically different. Green yeah. Day has a little bit more of a, a cynical feel to it, while Dude Ranch is Dude Ranch is lighter and even even comedic, mm-hmm. uh, almost like a skate punk. 
feel mm-hmm. to it. Uh, I don't know if you have you ever listened to Jimmy Eat World's debut album? No, never, I, I haven't. It sounds a lot like Dude Ranch. Which, okay, and that's whenever I found out that uh, Tom De- that Jimmy Eat World was one of Tom DeLonge's favorite bands in the nineties, which is why wow. they wrote the song "Emo" on Dude Ranch to try to sound like a Jimmy Eat World song, which is one of my favorite Blink One Two songs. Huh. I love it's it's an emo song. It's great. Hmm. Um, Did not know that. So. Uh, you know, it's it's Dude Ranch is a career highlight for Blink One Two, no doubt. I think that is. A, I, you're saying that you don't like that. You can talk about more about it oh, here. No, but, it's but, fine. But I was going to say, uh, with it being a career highlight, I still can't stand up to the absolute powerhouse that Dookie is. It's not oh, as good. I would completely agree with that. Not as good. I don't think. I don't think honestly that Dookie has a skip. Don't think Dookie has not. a skip. I mean, the I don't songs, think Dookie, are, songs uh, yeah. are the songs are quick and they're to quick. The point. Short, I mean, they're and sound uh, great. Yep. Performances are great. Yep. And I mean, when you look at it. When you especially when you look at what is on uh, Dookie, there are songs on this that they still play to this day. How many songs does? Damn it! Yeah, damn it! Yeah. Maybe Josie. Yeah, but, the, but to the Blink fan base, I mean, I know this wasn't like a huge, huge album, but for like the Blink fan base, this has a lot of mm-hmm. winners on it. I mean, just re-listen to it. It's like, oh, there's songs on here that I like more than I initially thought. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some stuff that, that does feel a little generic, but. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff feels more unique than maybe some of their bigger albums in the 2000s. So, well, moving on. So, is that a point for somebody or Green Day? Okay, so it's Green, two, it's two uh, nothing. It's, it's two, nothing. It's two to nothing. Green Day. Okay, two to nothing. Green Day so far. All right, Caleb. So we've moved on. Two o Green Day. Mm-hmm. Now, next. Next, we have the 90s follow-up album slash. I mean, in parentheses. Albums, albums. Yes, we have. Green we Day have. has two two more albums in the nineties. Blink mm-hmm. One Two just has the one. You know, yeah. Green Day's follow up albums were Insomniac and, and Nimrod. Blink's was Enemy of the State. Yes, uh, Enemy of the State very likely reached more popularity than both of those albums, oh, and it, it without question, and it really catapulted Blink One Two into the mainstream with the power of TRL. Do you think? Do you think I I saw someone <laughs> talk about this the other day? Do you think Blink One Two Almost single-handedly ended the uh, the boy the boy band fad. Mm, you know, they released. I think the, I don't think they ended it. I think they didn't were, last much longer. I think they were a good alternative to. It. Well, they released that video for all the small things, which was sort of like mm-hmm. which. Notoriously, I don't I don't love that song, yeah. uh, but it does have a very clever and funny music video. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Green- I think they I think they more were trying, especially during the 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 TRL days, to. Be different, but at the same time, be commercial. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like they were trying to be, they were trying to be it, an alternative to the to the boy bands. It, it is, it is a commercial album, mm-hmm. um, especially with uh, "What's My Age Again" and yeah. and uh, all the small things. But I yeah. still think "What's My Age Again" is a pretty excellent little yeah. little, little tune. Um, and there's some, I mean, absolutely some bangers on it. But Green Day. If anything, doubled down on their cynicism. Yeah, uh, and even dark, especially with insomnia. Even a darker, darker fashion on on insomnia. Yeah, yes. uh, while uh, dipping their toes into a bit more ambitious territory on on Nimrod mm-hmm. was where they really started to like let's yeah. let's let's try yeah. what, let's try to figure well, out what we can do with our it, sound. It felt, and I, I've read this a few times, and I would I would agree that Insomniac was the heavier you want a punk record. Here you go, yeah. compared to Dookie. Yeah, and then Nimrod was kind of right in the middle. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I know I know there's a lot of like Insomniac like like purist out there, mm-hmm. but I still like Dookie more, and I, okay. I, I even like Nimrod more. Yeah, uh, truthfully, uh, I, I like I like Enemy of the State more than Insomniac. Mm-hmm. I just think you know there are 
some immature elements on Enemy State, but mm-hmm. man, it's got some of Blink's best songs, man. You got Dumpweed, Don't Leave Me, Aliens Exist. Mm-hmm. Um, Going Away the Call is one of my favorite Blink-22 songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, Adam's song, I know it's been a little bit overplayed, but it's solid. I mean, you can yeah. feel uh, Mark's emotion in that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, but, but Nimrod, to me, is a very underappreciated Green Day album. I agree. Um, I agree. With uh, some, I think some of their best songs, like Holy Cow, mm-hmm. just incredible songs. Uh, what do you have to What do you have to say about Enemy of the State and uh, Insomniac and and, and Nimrod? Here? Well, um, I mean, you kind of hit it on the head, and I, I more so think of, like I said, whenever I think of Enemy of the State, I honestly think of that of those those music videos and those those TRL uh, those TRL moments of them being on. TRL was pretty fresh at the time; it was new and. Yeah. Uh, uh, really, them and Green Day, and maybe maybe there was a couple other like lower pop punk bands, but they were their only pop punk bands like around. I at mean, the but time, even though. even around that time though, other than uh, Good Riddance, time, Good Riddance, and time I mean, what other? Life, was, I mean, like Hitch and Rod wasn't a huge hit, no, and neither was no. uh, What's the uh, the song? Uh, I cannot speak. I lost my voice. Uh, Redundant. Redundant, yeah. Yeah, not big hits. Not big hits. No. Um, good, but Good Riddance is like their biggest hit, maybe. Good Riddance is, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I mean, if we're looking at it from a cultural impact, Green Day wasn't hitting then. Blink-182, that was going Blink-182, out Blink-182, of this. Blink-182 was coming in hot. It was coming in hot. They were, yeah. they were out of... They were they were starting to blast off into another stratosphere when it came to those yeah. well, they brought it was, it was their first album with Travis in, yep. in the band. Uh, they, they got rid of Scott, who mm-hmm. was the drummer on their first two albums. And uh, I don't know. I think it changed. It just changed... It changed the sound. It, I think it gave them a different look. Yeah. It changed their sound. Their drum parts immediately became like, whoa, holy cow. What yep. are they doing? What yep. is this? This is something. Um, uh, but yeah. Dude, if, if we're giving points... If we're given points, well, I have, a, I have an interesting point. Okay, go ahead. Points here. Ahead. I have, a, I have an interesting. I'm rewarding both bands a point on this one. Oh, we can do that. I can. Yeah. I, okay. I, I told you this earlier that I, there may be time for our reward, but, uh, uh, multiple points on, on one uh, because here. because to me, I like it. I like Enemy of the State more than uh, than Insomniac, but I, I prefer Nimrod right over Enemy of the State since okay. it's, since it's a two against one situation here. I've got like I can't just I can't just dogpile Enemy of the State. I got to reward it with something here. So I. I I, I well, say it's three to one. Even though, uh, well, what I was going to say was, even though you don't have to do that, right? Right. Yeah. For me, even though um, I prefer Nimrod, and Nimrod is probably higher than Dookie for me as far as I like it more. An album, I like it more. Um, there's such an argument of Blink One Eighty Two being the biggest band in the world situation at, at that, that time. time. Well, you got them, them and Foo Fighters. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because Foo Fighters was another band, like that uh, "Learn to Fly" video mm-hmm. was everywhere, and that came out in '99, that, I believe. As far as far as them like just taking control of everything, yeah. Blink was in the forefront, and Green Day was was trying to play catch up. This is where this is where pop punk became pop. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not musically pop, mm-hmm. but it was definitely shoved into yeah. the mainstream with pop artists. Yeah. So, uh, as much as I love Nimrod and Insomniac. I'm gonna give a point to Blink One Eighty Two. Oh, so you're saying two to one? Two to one. I'm st- I'm st- sticking with my three to one because yeah. I I can't. Nimrod's just so good. Oh, dude, it, yeah. Oh, it's just, great. It's yeah. great. But if we are if we are talking right now about yeah. who was the better bigger band at that time, mm-hmm. without question, Blink was in I, the forefront, and Green Day was riding coattails. I, I get that completely. Moving so, on. New decade. New decade. New, new music. Y two K. Y two K happened. Y2K. Everybody died. 
Okay, so both bands us. put We're out. Still here. Both bands put out uh, an album uh, in the early 2000s. Green Day mm-hmm. was in the year 2000. Uh, Green mm-hmm. Day shifted in sound a bit to make their most mature sounding record to me, and honestly, my personal favorite Green Day album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warning, while Blink One Two maintained their somewhat silly and immature attitude, uh, actually maybe doubling down on it with "Take Off Your Pants and Jackets." I I would say I would say so. Yes. To me, uh, Warning. Uh, just jump right into is light years better than take off your pants and jacket like so much better um yeah f- featuring some of their most simplistic yet strongest songwriting you know you know the thing of it is for that record and i will say this until the day that i die uh take off your pants and jacket was more popular but warning is green day's best overall record i think so they play the best the lyrics are not nonsensical Billy Joe sat down and wrote his ass it's off. It's got on great that songwriting on it. Yeah, lyrically, Incredible. it is absolutely amazing. Yeah, and you know the the more singer songwriter approach to it, while still having a little bit of electric feel to it. You know, mm-hmm. not no, no MGMT reference there. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> but yeah, I think "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" has a few major highlights. Uh, but it's also an album that, to me, has not held up that great i think um, that i think that the way that it's it's almost overly polished compared to enema of the state uh and uh, i don't love the overly polished pop punk sound okay. that's what you get in a lot of modern pop punk bands and that's probably why this album is such a huge influence on mm-hmm. modern pop punk bands but yeah that, that, that just makes it worse for me because i it, it appealed heavily to 13 year old me like so much i loved it so like story of a lonely guy to me at the age of 14 was like this is my this is my anthem in retrospect, story of all the guys. Like, why is this guy singing it? Like, how old is this guy? Why is he singing about it? <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, it doesn't offer much to it to adult me. While warning yeah. is is amazing, no matter what age. Actually, it may age better uh, as years go go, I, go yeah. by. It's just it's so it has my favorite Green Day song and Macy's Day Parade. So, yeah. I mean, so um, well, you you with, finish us off here. I would I would say take off your pants and jacket has a lot of songs on it that I really. Like yeah, I sure. do, I do like. Do you think Roller Coaster is the best song on the album? I would say, I would say Roller Coaster. And every and time I look, I like every time I look for you. Yeah, it's a good song too. I like yep. Please Take Me Home, kind of uh, online think, songs. I think Reckless Abandon is a good song. It's just so ridiculous. It is ridiculous, <laughs> but it's a good song. Um, I like online songs. I don't like, I don't like First Date, and I don't like the Rock Show. Happy Holidays is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, Give Me One Good Reason? No, it's it's good. You don't like this song? I love that as a thirteen year old, but those yeah. lyrics are ridiculous. Yeah, pretty, yeah. it's about, um, it's about being a punk rocker. But here's the thing: the preps are screw the as preps. good as good <laughs> as the songs are on that record. Warning is the overlooked gem of yeah. Green Day's catalog. Yeah, nobody talks about it really, and I think it's because it wasn't an, an in your face album. It was a relaxed sit back and listen to this type of record. Um, but I still think Minority is one of their most in-your-face songs. I, but that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The mi- minority is the throwback to and that blood, sound. Blood Six and Booze. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Warning is Warning will always be my favorite Green Day record. Me too, um, no doubt. Until they bring out something that's they gonna better do it. than it, and they're not they going to do it. They're not going to do, do it. it. See, this so that's a spoiler to, alert for the next to me. Albums, but we didn't talk about this on the 90s album, but to me this was the last Green Day album that really had like like heavily featured bass. Mm. After this, they started like layering a lot more guitars. guitars. But man, Mike's bass 
uh, on this album sounds great. And it did on all the 90s albums, too, but I think this, the yeah. production on this one's even sharper and better. So, yeah, I give Green Day the point. So, okay. I got I got Green Day 4, Blink-22, 1 right now. Okay. You, what, you got 3 to 1? Is that what you got? Yes. Since you didn't do the two points. Yes. <laughs> 3 to 1. All right, moving on. Artistic Peaks. Both bands. Ooh. Interesting stuff. Ooh. Interesting stuff here. This may be the most interesting category of the whole, this of the is, whole this show, is where, This is where you and I are going to either get really divisive or we're going to get really <laughs> on the same page. I don't know. Okay. Uh, betwe- okay. Between uh, this, we got to we gotta say this first. Between Blink-22 releases, Tom started a side project with Travis Barker called Boxcar Racer. The album was called Boxcar Racer. It was released in 2002. Uh, it was a much more aggressive and darker detour for for both of them i think uh, mm-hmm. featuring just explosive instrumentation and mildly concerning lyrics <laughs> where i was like tom he was too busy worrying about aliens tom this was at the time where tom was addicted to to pain painkillers at the time you could definitely hear it on this album uh, i say this because this growth as an artist like heavily mm-hmm. carried over to blink 22's 2003 untitled album yep. um, on the other end there was also a four-year gap in between Green, Green Day albums, yep. and uh, their next you know, you know the story about the 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 lost the album. lost album the lost album yeah. called Cigarettes and Valentines that was apparently recorded, completed, and then was stolen, and somehow it's never surfaced. Yeah, likely story. Likely it sucked. Yeah, <laughs> it was probably garbage. It was not as good as American, American Idiot. Which oh no, is, which was no. their next album, 2004's yep. American Idiot. Yep. Uh, with a year or so between each release, both bands to me reach their absolute creative you, peaks. You know what I think happened? And I'm just going to sum it up in about three sentences. This is what happened. Blink-182 brought out Untitled. Green Day heard that out. I don't think so. They've been working on it for years, <laughs> I'm on, sure. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Green Day heard that album and said, yeah, we can't release that. We cannot they, release that. You think? So do you think they only spent a year recording American Idiot? I want to say that on that... didn't. It wasn't very long, really? was it? Well, I mean, because there's I'm, a writing process too. I mean, so right. I mean, but like, what I'm saying is, is that I want to say in that movie that they brought out about American Idiot that they didn't spend that long well, recording it. Hold on, let me go ahead. You go ahead and start. I will. I will let you. Uh, I will let you know. Well, I was. Uh, I was going to speak on Blink for a second here. Uh, Blink Way Two nearly completely outgrew their pop punk sound to create something that's both sonically interesting and I think extremely exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, Travis's drum parts became way more experimental, Tom's guitar work and lyricism shifted drastically and Mark uh, adjusted extremely well with, with to the change with nice complimentary parts throughout the album despite the album feeling heavily Tom oriented mm-hmm. so uh. so real quick um, American Idiot was recorded April 2003 through March of 2004 there you go and Blink's album, released Blink's in album was uh Recorded from January to October of 2003. Yeah, so they their album released a month later after... No, uh, no, American... Uh, 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 no, I mean, I mean, I mean, Blink's album, they got done recording and the album released a month later. There's a documentary, It's called. Mm-hmm. I think it's called MTV Launched. It's it's yeah, following... Yeah, That's interesting. Yeah. It shows Blink-22 recording the album and they, they were on the... They they were on the deadline like they were well, that's, they barely got it in. That's what I'm saying. So they might was, have actually like pushed it even further. There really actually. was a year apart between these two records. Yeah, yeah, like a literal year apart. Yeah, yeah. Um, so did so that did, so did, did that it, maybe affect so some of it? Did American American Idiot came out before the presidential election? Correct. Yeah, uh, yeah like a, a a week really before. Wow, they should, I think. They should have, they should have hit about a month or two before because uh, I thought it was it September. Was, it was released. Yeah, September 21st is when it was released. Okay, so a couple months before. No. Well, the election's the election, in November. That's not a couple of months. That's two weeks. 
September? Election, election, September 21st, election day is the second Tuesday of November. That's not two weeks, Josh. There's a whole last month in between there, October. That is n- Oh yeah, you're right. Gosh, oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ Almighty! <laughs> I was like, I was like, am I losing my mind right now? No, it's like, just what me guy, losing my what mind. What does this guy know that I don't know? Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> Jesus I'm so Christ! Tired. But yeah, folks, uh, it has been a doozy of a week. <laughs> On the opposite end, compared to Blink 2s new sound that they had created, Green Day uh, should have released that album in March. Is when they should Green have Day created that. like an all-out rock opera in American media, yeah. heavily inspired by American politics. Uh, yeah. In this moment in time, Green Day was very likely the biggest band in the world. Oh, they were. Like, no doubt. And, and rightfully so. Uh, they would you, would out, you agree they with that? sold out two nights at, uh, at a... Blink, uh, I mean, Blink, was, Blink had a few... Well, they had one really huge song on the title, and I miss you. Yeah. Man. But I mean, feeling this was big, down yeah. was big, always was big, yeah. you know. Um, but it wasn't American Idiot it Holiday. Wasn't, it wasn't Boulevard as big as Boulevard of Broken Dreams and Wake Me Up When September Ends. Like, so, uh, so th- 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 that that comes. But, 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 give me the singles from Untitled, from the singles from American so, Idiot. So here, so here, that, here's my next point. Uh, Sure. Some of the singles on American Idiot were definitely overplayed, but when uh, when you look at the entire track list, there's just so many ambitious and well structured songs. Uh, my hot take on 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 Untitled or on American Idiot? American Idiot. Okay. My hot take is that I actually prefer Untitled over American Idiot. Okay. And yeah, the singles on Untitled, mm-hmm. I, I'd listen to way before I'd listen to American Idiot's mm-hmm. singles. I I don't uh, I don't dislike. Any of the any of the single like it, it's not like I dis it's not like I actively dislike the song yeah. American Idiot or Wake Me Up in September Ends. There might have been a time where I liked those songs, but yeah. that, that time is long gone. I can't remember what it feels like because I've heard them so many times that I I have no feeling when I hear those songs. Here's now. the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Um. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Are We the Waiting. I'm not I a don't fan. Hate it. I'm not a fan of Give Me Novocaine. I'm oh, not a fan wow. of those two songs. Don't what? like them. Don't like them. Oh, I love Give Me Novocaine. Don't like them. I feel I it, like those I songs. I honestly feel it brings, and they, especially Give Me Novocaine brings American Idiot to a screeching halt. Oh, I, I skip it every time. Oh, I love that. I love how the guitars come in. Da 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 da. Give me back It does nothing for me. Oh man, I like that song a lot. However, when we go over to when we go over to the Untitled, if I can get oh, man, my there, freaking no, phone to work, there's not one song I dislike on Untitled. If we not get at over, all. Oh, 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 I'm just, oh, I'm you just, just saying. wait. You just wait. Let me get to the track I'm just list. Saying. Let me get to the track list real quick. I think it's because let me tell you something. Nearly there, perfect. <laughs> there, there are a few songs on here that I think are poopy. No. Um, let's oh see. my god. Let's see. Here. Really? Um, what on earth are you talking about? Here's your letter. Is shit. What? Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just wanted to make. Oh you my dead. god! Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, I was about to lose my mind um, here. Jesus! Up in here! Up in here! <laughs> my God! I'm. Uh, let's see. I like it. Down's my least favorite song on Untitled. Yeah. I like Down. Yeah. The Down, Fallen Interlude. The Fallen Interlude is interesting, especially you especially know, in my later years. I skipped it when I was a kid, but I listen to that stuff. Now. It's got great drum part. It's got a really cool, like groovy guitar lick lick inside there. I know, like it. And I, this is a hot take, and I know you're going to be really pissed off about it. Let's hear it. I can take or leave all of this. I can take it or leave it. Oh, my God. I can take it or leave it. What? Seriously. Uh, It's fine. No! It's fine. Here's here's the thing. It's, you have that really hard-hitting song. Oh, my God. 
beforehand. You have easy target beforehand, and then it just this is screeching halt. This is a miserable take. It's, it might be. All of this is the is the best is the best Blink One Two song. <laughs> It's their best song. I love it so I, I, much. But especially, again, especially paired it with Easy Target. The second half of Untitled is incredible. From Go sure. Go to I'm Lost Without You. My gosh. So good. Here's Asthenia. Your, here's, your, here's your letter is still terrible. No! <laughs> Ast- Asthenia is, is, is so good. Here's, okay. Here's your letter. I, man, I get emotional every time. Not here's your letter, but uh, I'm Lost Without You. Yeah. I feel a little bit emotional yeah. every time I hear that one. Um, if we're giving, I don't like to do that because I feel it's a cop out. I still have to give both both records a point. A point. So I have to. So this will even it up with us, I guess. Um, I ha- I have to give both of them because American Idiot. Here's the thing, though. Give me Jesus of Suburbia or Homecoming over anything on. Untitled. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I'm, over I'm anything on top. I'm with you. I'm with you. But I'm also I'm also skipping. I'm skipping American Idiot, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, and Wake Me Up with September Ends every time I listen to that album. And whenever I go through Untitled, I ain't skipping a song. And here's the thing. Not skipping a song. Listen, 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 folks. Spotify, if you are listening, oh my split the damn tracks it's up a, on American a, Idiot. It's a travesty. It's stupid, I just dude. wanted to listen to Letterbomb, and I had to listen to Extraordinary Girl with it's it. Dumb. Which I like, Extraordinary Girl, but I mean, come on. Can I just get like a Letterbomb by itself? No, you can't. So... I, it, I, I just get I'm just giving untitled a point. I'm not giving. You're not giving a American Idiot a point. I'm not. I'm okay. Not. It's it's one against one. I'm not going to do it. So if it was uneven and there was like another album there, I might would, but I'm not. Okay. Because I'm not giving Box Crazy or anything because it's not a Blink album. Okay. Some people would consider it, but it's not. Again, I like both albums really really well, so I have to give them both points. But uh, I don't know what that brings me up. Untitled, to. Is, been untitled is by far my favorite Blink One Two album. It's what, what, it's it's like a it's like a nine and a half out of I out of ten. A, I need a, and to me a thing here. American Idiot to me is about it. Is about an eight point eight out of ten. What, what, what are we up to here? What do you got right now? I got Green Day four and Blink One Two Two. Okay, so that's that's probably you. That's because, probably, okay. because this evened it up because you uh. Okay. One two you, three four one two G D B one eight. There you go. All right. All right. Caleb, Caleb spurred this whole point system on me. I didn't oh, know God. we were doing it. So oh, yeah, we lost, yeah. yeah. But moving on. Moving on. Years later, several years later, both bands released albums. So this is this is the follow-up years later segment of the show. Yeah, both so, bands responded to their creative peak with albums years later in 21st Century Breakdown by Green Day, and of course Neighborhoods yeah. by uh, by Blink. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there was a, there was a, a little bit of a was there not like a breakup somewhere somewhere in there with Blink Way too, like around 2008. Yeah, so. they went on hiatus. They yeah, went on hiatus for a the, bit. the neighborhoods was their comeback album. Yeah. Uh, eight, eight years later, two thousand eleven, yeah. and twenty first century breakdown was two thousand nine. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So four years after, or five years after, uh, yeah. American Idiot. Yeah. To me, uh, to me, just to jump into both albums real quick and have my overall feelings on them. Uh, both albums are a step down from those those peaks from two thousand from two thousand three and two thousand four, but Absolutely. they're not bad at all. They're not. Um, Green Day that sort of continued the rock opera mm-hmm. path from American Idiot in a slightly less ambitious effort, to me at least, mm-hmm. with, uh, I think, far worse singles. Actually, I, most of the singles on this album I, I despise. Like I, I, ha- I, I hate 21 Guns and I hate Know Your Enemy. I hate those songs. Okay, that's but, fine. Uh, but some pretty exceptional deep tracks. I, would, would you not agree? There's some. Re- I mean, there's a lot of songs on this album. And uh, uh, I mean, are we talking about 21st Century? Yeah, Breakdown? yeah. Okay. Before the um, before the lobotomy, I love that song. I think I think 21st Century Breakdown is fantastic. I think Before the Lobotomy is fantastic. I even like Christian's Inferno. Um, I think the single. I think uh, 
Christian's Inferno was a single? I think it was. I don't think it was a single, dude. I think it was, dude. No. Was it not? No. The only singles from the album are Know Your Enemy, 21 Guns, uh, East Jesus Nowhere, which I despise Okay, song. it must be East Jesus um, Nowhere that I'm thinking That's of. the song before. Okay, yeah. Uh, my bad. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Peacemaker. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I do like Peacemaker a yeah. lot, too. Um, and then the other uh, two singles were 21st Century Breakdown and Last of the American Girls. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, having said that, um, looking back on it now, um, I definitely prefer Neighborhoods over uh, 21st Century Oh, just jump right into it. Yes. Okay, well, I was going to say, for, um, for, for Blink, uh, t- Tom's Time Away with... His other side project, project Angels and Airwaves, yep. um, clearly had an impact on the new Blink sound, yep. which is still divisive to this day for some reason. Uh, yep. There's more effect-centric guitar parts providing mm-hmm. a more spacey atmosphere throughout the album. And uh, I think while the songwriting and overall production isn't on par with Untitled, uh, mm-hmm. their longtime producer, Jerry Finn, had passed away in between Untitled mm-hmm. and Neighborhoods. So uh, they were a producer on... Blink-22 themselves was a producer on the sound with a couple other yep. producers. And I think it sounds fine. Um I feel like this new sound fits in well with the combined songwriting efforts of, of all three of them. And yeah. uh, on top of that, they also released an EP the very next year called Dogs Eating Dogs, yeah. which is arguably even stronger than the album, uh, depending on how you look at it. Uh, well, feature, featuring absolutely a couple career highlights. Like when I was young, when, when I was young, it's just like, it, 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 it's so explosive mm-hmm. and such a great song. Well, I look at it from the perspective of on, uh, especially on Neighborhoods, Ghost on the Dance Floor is awesome. It's great. Natives, I, like, I like Up All Night and After Midnight. I know I, they were singles, no, but dude, I, I, I do don't too. hate those. I like those songs too. Uh, there's, only one, there's only one song that I dislike on the album. Love is Dangerous. I think it's boring. Really? Don't like it. I, I, did, like I think it's so... I didn't think it was and it's, a, and it's a travesty that on the, the regular album version, that's it's, it's the ending. Well... We, because even if she falls is so much better. Yeah. They should have. They should have never. They, it should have always been the deluxe edition. Yeah. Should have always been the. Should have been the. Because fighting the gravity is great. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, hearts all gone is okay. Yeah. Uh, Kaleidoscope is good. Dude, Kaleidoscope is amazing. Yeah. Uh, this is home is good. Mh four eighteen is the best song on the album. Fighting the gravity is the best song. No, no, no. Mh oh, no, no. Mh no. No, I do. I disagree. Fighting the gravity is the second best song. On the album. Uh, anyway, no, dude. As we're saying this, man, this may very well like I may be talking myself into thinking that this is Blink One second best album. It probably is great. It might, or, or, it's, uh, it's either this or Enema of the State for me. But uh, uh, to me, I would put this. But as the I, second best but album. For, judging by my musical taste. Mm-hmm. I would. I might rather listen to Neighborhoods because it's just it's so interesting and dense with so many different things. You know, I, listen. I I liked this album as soon as it came out. It it took. So, it, it was a bit of an adjustment, but I adjusted quickly while other people yeah. just couldn't. They're like Tom's yeah. voice. I'm like Tom sounds. It's fine. It's fine. Give give me Tom's voice on Neighborhoods compared to the bullshit that it is on that new record <laughs> that we'll talk about soon. I mean, well, they're not trying to recreate Tom's voice on on Neighborhoods. It's just it's just what his voice sounded like. Yes, and he's still not. A, he's he was never a good no. singer. I mean, but yeah, I don't, no, dude. I prefer Neighborhoods. Yep. I definitely prefer Neighborhoods over Twenty First Century Breakdown. So, but I, I have something else here. Okay, uh, because I. Uh, I forgot to mention this. There's also I'm putting I'm putting other albums in this one too. Okay. I'm putting Uno Dose and Trace in here too. Why are you why? But because, why? Because they they align more. They came out in 2012. Yeah, but they're kind of its own thing because we don't really have anything of we don't have anything okay, to can, base it off with Blink because I, they went on hiatus I again. Can put, I can put it in the dark years. It won't change my score. I think Uno Dos and Trey deserve to go in the dark years. I'm putting it in the dark years then. Okay, because because here because I was because I was gonna say, okay because my, my main argument on, on Uno Dos and Trey's and 
we'll, we'll talk about it more when we get into the dark years. Okay. My, my main thing with that was that it's funny that Blink-22 released an EP in 2012 when I think there's an EP's length of good songs on Interdose and Trades. <laughs> I mean... Like we, maybe maybe six or say- seven, maybe like six or seven songs that I'm like, oh, these are really good songs. Yeah. That's how I feel. I th- that's fine, um, but I think I think we can talk about the, the the trilogy of records as their own thing. I just don't think we can give a point for those because we don't have anything to base Blink off of with it. We don't have to. We don't have to. We okay. can we can we can do that. Because trust me, we can talk about them. All right. Do you want to? Are we moving on? Point for Blink. Point for Blink. I got point for Blink. I got Green Day at four and Blink went to at three. Uh, it's a I lot. Clo- at this point, it's a lot closer than I ever expected, Josh. Because uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, it, it is it is it's close yeah it's, it's close, close. Right <laughs> um here's and here's my thing um i personally like we talked about i think neighborhoods is their second best record it might be yeah. it is their second best record without yeah. question it's got some great songwriting on it it's got some really good uh i think tom's guitar parts are good on that that record it might be his best guitar work yeah yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, so moving on, we're moving on to uh, Blink One Eighty Two Icon because that's what's on the the next uh, thing here. Uh, so we're doing Icon versus uh, International Super Hits. Um, what is this? No, we're not. <laughs> all right, so moving on, uh, moving on to the dark years. Tom DeLong left Blink One Eighty Two sometime after those those releases. That Again, just, for no reason out. other than to study uh, aliens. You know, it is what it is. But uh, leaving the future of the band like totally up in the air. Yeah. Um, in 2015, mm-hmm. Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio joined oh. the band. We got to back up a little bit. I was just gonna say. Okay. That, I was just gonna. Okay. I was just gonna say that they, they that this happened. That he joined. Okay. The, he joined okay. the band okay. and filled in okay. filled in the okay. the, the Tom okay. void. I suppose okay. so. Okay. Okay. So that, that's that's me getting caught up with with Blink One Two. Okay, let's get caught up with Green Day now. Okay, so Green Day was uh, in 2012 decided that hey, we've wrote so many songs that we are going to put out three records. They're going to be called Uno, Dos, and Trey. Now Uno was supposed to be a straightforward rock album. Dos was supposed to be a sort of bad album. Hold on. <laughs> Dose was supposed to be like a sequel to the Foxborough Hot Tubs record that came out in between American Idiot and 21st Century Breakdown. I thought that was Breakdown. Trey. No, Trey is the more... Stupid. <laughs> the more... Um, exp- what's the word I'm looking for? I don't um, know. Expansive, but not as good record. Yeah, Let's put it that way. I don't think any of them are that good. Um, so, um, we had... <laughs> I just don't... I don't... Okay. Here's the thing about these records, and you know that I have strong feelings toward these three records. Um, Uno is okay. Uno's okay. Uh, Trey... It's, it's 50-50. Or, I'm sorry. Uno's 50-50 for uh, me. Dose is an okay album if you don't look at it as a Green Day record. Sure. If you look at it as a Foxborough Hot Tubs record at 60 psychedelic... You know, trying to do some sixty psychedelic pop rock record, yeah. it's fine. It's not great. Mm. Trey and Uno should have been combined to be one record. Take the best from each. Take ones. the best from each record and put them on one. Okay. Um, because honestly, Trey has some okay songs on it. Brutal Love is good. Missing You is good. X Kid is good. Uh, and Dirty Rotten Bastards is good on it. Everything else you can throw away. Sure. I said what I said. Okay. I know people are like, oh, no, Trey, it's such a great record. It's really not. No, it's not. None of them are. It's not. None of them are. Dose, actually, here's the thing about Dose. I I can 
honestly, I like. I think Dose is the best of the three records. I think it's the best of the three I'm records, just, and it's not even supposed to be a, a Green I'm just Day not record. Super into it. Right. Um, and Uno, Uno had its uh, wings clipped when it released "Oh Love" as the first single. Uh, so I don't, I don't hate a love. No. I, I, I just I was not it. a big fan. It's just a little long. It's yeah, it's, it's um, very long. It's five minutes and three seconds, and it should have been about three and a half. So obviously we're a little mixed on Uno Dos Tres. Me, sure. me more sure. so than you probably. Sure, that's okay. Uh, I remember I did. I remember to review and t- we remember, did review. I remember it. we reviewed Uno yep. and uh, yeah, hmm. there were there were a couple songs I liked, yeah. like Rusty James. I like that. Yeah, one. Rusty James is good. But uh, a- I, Angel Blue was good on that in 2016. Both bands put out new albums. Can you believe that, Josh? Both bands put out new albums. Gosh. Green Day released Revolution Radio. Oh, um, real, real. Can no. I, can I back, let me backtrack real no. quick. Let me backtrack okay. just a second. Okay. Do you know who helped uh, produce those uh, three records? Mm, no, I don't know. Uh, Rob Cavallo. Oh man. Do you know who did? You know, what, you know what other? Do you know what? Do you know what other albums from Green Day he produced? No. All of them. So how in God's name did he let those three records get released? You know, sometimes the band just don't got it, and they just got to put out stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah, but they, yeah. They, he, he, yeah. Green Day put out Revolution Radio and Blink-22 released their first album without Tom called California. Woo! Uh, Revolution Radio, I think, does have some misses on it. Um, okay, but I, I agree. With that agree. being said, I think it's still definitely a step above their previous tri- triple album, no doubt. Yep. Um, with a couple of really ambitious tunes reminiscent of the American Idiot days. Would, would you not agree with that? We were just listening to one of those songs on yep. the way here. Right? Um, yes, we were. What's that song um, called? Forever Now. Forever Now. Um, it's got multiple parts to I it. I would and... say, honestly, if we're going to look at track listing again, Somewhere Now, Bang Bang, Revolution Radio. Those songs are all good. Forever Now are good songs. I think Ordinary World's okay. I don't like it. It's not bad. It's just a soundtrack song, so they threw it on the, the end of the record. one of those songs I dislike a lot. Still Breathing. I don't like that one, but it's not the one. Uh, uh, name some songs here. Uh, let's see. So we still got Say Goodbye, Outlaws, mm-hmm. Bouncing Off the Wall, Young Blood, Too Dumb to Young Die. Young Blood. Yeah. Young Blood. I don't even remember that song. It sucks. I don't remember that song. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> But if we want to talk suck, let's go okay. over to uh, okay, let's so, go over to this album called so, California. So I was going to talk about California now. Uh, it gave us a little bit of praise to Revolution Radio, but it's still a little mixed for me. Uh, sure, Blink Two, however, released possibly their worst album to date in California with John Feldman as the producer. Uh, John Feldman, notorious for just ruining all albums. Um, he was the frontman for Goldfinger. Oh yeah, dude. And yeah, he was also <coughs> yeah yeah dude. He made expect you he to makes say that. dude he makes. He makes an album sound not real. It doesn't sound like real instruments. It doesn't sound like uh, real vocals or anything. And uh, the album sounds completely phony. Completely phony with overly processed instruments, obvious pitch correction, overall generic songwriting. Um, if, you know what? They liked it so much. They're like, you know what, John Feldman? Come back and do Come nine. back and do our next album, Nine, in 2019, which was honestly, it's more the same, and it might be a little worse. Honest, honest to God, it might be a little bit worse. I'd yeah. say I'd say if you combine both records, there may be four to five songs that I can tolerate. Actually, the very first song on California is is kind of good, and then it's just all downhill from you there. Know what, you know I don't what? even know why they use so much pitch correction. Like I know, daggone well, that Matt Skiba's got a good voice. I think the problem here is that there's a Tom's absence is is very much noticed. It's it's noticed. It's noticed because Matt Skiba and Mark have very similar voices. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> so like you don't have that contrast where Tom has yep. a higher voice. Yep. 
So it's all low registers, and there's a lot of auto tune. I remember when um, um, I think it was Bored to Death came out, and you and I listened to that song, and you sent it. You sent it to me. You said, "Hey, man, new Blink song." I'm like, "Oh, cool, cool, cool." You (laughs) sent it to me. I guess while you were listening to it, before you listened to it, he go and you, you. I remember the message you sent to me, and you go, "I can't tell who's singing what." <laughs> well, you can't tell because, because and through, honestly, through the majority of both albums, neither of them sound like themselves either because mm-hmm. the the processing is just like egregious. Yeah. Oh my god, it doesn't make any, and the songwriting isn't very good either. So it's just like yeah, du- it's just like double whammy. Like yeah. gosh, oh, there's nothing really good yeah here of, of any sort of substance. But uh, you know, Green Day released to me. A career worst a year after nine by by Blink One Two and Father of All Mother Mother Effers Mother Effers or just Father of All. Some people just call it just Father, call of, all. Father yeah. of All Father uh, of All, which which Needle Drop notoriously gave a zero out of ten. Buddy, to. buddy, let me tell you something. We're just gonna get out on a limb here real quick. We're just gonna get out here on a limb real real fast. Okay. Father of All is the worst record, maybe of all of these. Uh no, it's not worse than California or not. I don't, I I don't, I disagree. I don't. I'm because not sure. You know I'm why. not sure if I. I'm not Here's sure if why. I believe myself. Here's either. why. Here's why. <laughs> Here's why. Because you seriously on California, on California right now, you could sit me down and play cynical. Cynical's bored, good. Hold on, cynical, bored to death. She's out of her mind. No future. Teenage satellites. Bad songs. <laughs> They're better than everything. They have actual structure. They sound like an actual song compared to anything on okay, Father okay, of here's All. Okay, my, here's my argument, is that I do not like Father of All. I, think, I don't either. I think it's them, it's them cosplaying either. as a different band. And not I doing, was so and, and, disappointed. And not doing, it, not doing a good job at cosplaying as this early 2000s garage rock mm-hmm. thing. They're not as good as the Strokes. They're not as good as the Hives. They're not as good as the White Stripes. I, I just, uh, but here's, a, here's, a, here's the big point for me, mm-hmm. is that at the very least... There's not a lot of like I know they have like the a lot of distortion on Jimmy mm-hmm. Jimmy's voice not Jimmy but uh Jimmy <laughs> Billy Joe's voice there's on Jimmy there, but there's not like overly processing on his voice uh, the instruments still sound like instruments uh, yeah Green Day's just Green, the songs suck Green Day's albums for a long time so have, bad Green Day's albums for a long time have felt slightly overproduced but not to the degree of Nine yeah. or Neighborhoods not well, not Neighborhoods my bad uh, Nine or or uh, California yeah and. Uh, Dude, I would I would um, I would give Green Day the slight edge on that. I can't. But but ultimately, what I'm looking at here with all these albums we just talked about, I'm looking at Revolution Radio, the one album that that has some merit to it. Yeah. So I'm looking at all these, and I'm like, well, Green Day's got to get the point. Green just Day because, just because of that, because Nine yep. in California are so yep. awful. Yeah. And, and I hate it. And I don't really like Uno Dos Tres. I, I know you, you didn't want to consider that a part of this necessarily, yep. but uh, yeah. Well, so I, I get, just didn't want, I didn't want to consider yeah, it a yeah. part of it because it kind of stacks the deck for Green Day in a sense. A little bit. It's three albums in a row. It's three and, albums in a row. And none of them are very good. And, <laughs> yeah. Everything on Uno Dos and Trey is better than everything on Father of All. Every maybe single song. Maybe maybe you give me the yeah. worst song. The yeah, I said worst it was, song. I said it was their career worst. I said it <laughs> on on that over Father of All. And the sad sure. thing is, and like we, we've talked, we talked a little bit before we went on the air on Facebook and stuff. I thought Father of All, the song, was good when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Went back mm-hmm. and listened to it today. I was like, mm. especially when you put it up with those other mm. songs that all sound like that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I don't and like it's it. It's just not, and it's not to mention the fact that it's the shortest Green Day album too, at running at twenty four minutes. I think uh, twenty four minutes. 24, 24 minutes album. I could be watching an episode of The Office in yeah, like 24 minutes. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Father of All is 26 minutes long. An episode of The Office with a couple commercials. And you know what? If it tells you how much I don't like this record, 
I have every Green Day record on vinyl except for this record. Yeah, it's not good enough. Because it's not good enough to be in my catalog. So, despite us talking major trash about Green Day, they still get the point. They get the point. Green Day's five. Blink-22 is three. Three. Let's move on. Move on. Both bands put on live shows. This we know. (laughs) They both perform live. (laughs) This we know. It's no question. (laughs) So now we're... Now since, since, since from here on out, there's only one album to talk about... Uh, we can't really put it up against anything because Green Day doesn't have a new album yet. They, yeah. they have a song that leaked, but you can't go about that. So we're going to talk about live shows. Yeah. Uh, uh, this, will be, this should be a pretty quick one, uh, even though both bands are, are wildly popular and put on huge shows. Uh, Green Day is just a much better live band. They just are. They are. They're tighter. They are. And rather than use several backing tracks live like, like Blink-22 does now, they've actually just hired additional live members to perform yeah. those parts yeah. on stage, and it just makes it better. It yeah. just does. I haven't watched either of them live but Green Day would, be, would definitely be the better band. Uh, yep. Blink-22 has remained a three-piece in a live setting and have mostly suffered from it, uh, aside from strained vocals and recently very obvious, like even like using like auto-tune live, um, yeah. they're just fundamentally not as tight. The, they're not as tight as Green Day. Never, the, never have been. Well, the problem is, too, yeah, they're not tight because Travis... Listen, y'all. Travis Barker is probably, on a technical basis, one of the best drummers in the game. But when you have to have two people follow him, well, they the can't. They can't keep up because he makes it too complex. It's not. It's not about keeping. Uh, he, I mean, he's leagues above both of them when it comes to their 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 craft and sure. their instruments. And sure. It's not like he, he's not. He's not switching time signatures. Yeah. They are playing to a click because yeah. there are backing tracks. It's just those two can't. They're just not as good as Travis. Yeah. And and sometimes you're like, maybe you should dial but back even to make be, it to make it easier before, for them. Though, but even before though, it's it's. It just sounds like well, a mess. Well, lot. that's why that's why you look at the the, the Mark Tom and Travis show, um, and it's fake. It's 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 oh, it, yeah. It's 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 likely, about as live as Kiss Alive. Yeah, like like it's cool and fun to listen to, but like I'd say the majority of the vocals were definitely recorded in post. Yeah. Maybe even some of the yeah. instruments. Yeah. So yeah, it's I don't think it's live. Whereas if you listen to some a live album from Green Day. For the most part, that's that's what the they're gonna sound is. like. That's yeah. probably what they're gonna sound like. Yeah. So. How many times can Billy Joe go? Oh, and Billy yeah. Joe go. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Green Day gets the point easy for yeah. me. Six. Six. Ab- absolutely. Green Day six and Blink One Two is three. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. We can just, Green Day starting to pull away. We can just uh, slide right into the next one. Um, Green Day starting to pull away. The next one is similar to that, but it's because it's about individual members. Okay. Um, uh, as far as guitar playing goes, Billy Joe has played it more safe through the years, even though he still excels at what he does with the, the rhythm guitar playing, mm-hmm. uh, while mm-hmm. Tom, at times, has stepped outside of his comfort zone to create uh, more innovative guitar licks from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I actually prefer Tom as a guitarist to Billy Joe. I, I prefer Tom as I a really guitarist, do. too. Obviously, as a, you know. But Tom, my, Tom actually does, like, some cool lead stuff. Yeah, he may struggle live, but if you, in the studio... In the studio, he's he got some it. good, good stuff. Um, You're never going to hear a guitar solo by Blink that's like, oh, man, wow. Yeah. But some of those l- licks and uh, chord structures, mm-hmm. especially if you look like stuff from Boxcar Racer and the Untitled mm-hmm. album, are, are pretty cool yeah. and sick, you know. Yeah. Um, Mark... Is a fine bassist, I think so. Uh, yeah. But he absolutely cannot stand up to the powerhouse that is Mike Durant. No, cannot, cannot, can't, uh, can't do it, Mike. Especially that, like I was saying, that '90s bass tone and mm-hmm. and, and going into warning mm-hmm. is just like God. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you ever really sat down and listened to the bass and when I come around? 
Yeah, it's so it's like it's the lead of the song, man. There's so many there's so many Green Day songs where it's just like the bass yeah. is the lead. It's the lead guitar, basically. Um, so well, my God, the um, listen, it, it might be the most uh, stereotypical thing to say, but the the bass solo in Longview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, come yeah, on. Dude. That's why. That's why I think that. I, I think American Idiot is probably maybe their second best album, but for American Idiot on the bases definitely yep. went down. I, I hate that. They need to bring they need to bring that back up. <laughs> so turn, uh, turn so, the bass. So, so far, up. I got I got Tom better than than Billy Joe. I got Mike better than mm-hmm. than Mark. Um, Travis Barker, as we saying, one of the greatest and most innovative drummers, despite mm-hmm. his production instincts working against him yeah. recently. Recently, doing like the Machine Gun Kelly album, mm-hmm. which was just like oh god, and even yeah. the new album was just like. Oh, why'd yeah. you make that decision um trey is excellent especially on their bigger sounding tracks like like homecoming and, mm-hmm. and jesus of suburbia but i just i just think travis is, is very is a lot better <laughs> like i i know i know sometimes we look at like who plays the band better mm-hmm. but i'm looking at travis and even on like songs i don't like by blink Way too i'm like okay that was like an incredible drum fill you can so. give you can give me trey over travis anyway. i know you're gonna say that <laughs> because and the reason being is because Again, Trey plays, like you said, he plays to the band. He doesn't yeah. play to be overly flashy and overly flary to be a star of the band. He plays to what he needs to play to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I, I agree, but I'm just looking. And not to mention the fact he's a better live drummer. I don't Sorry. Think, I don't think, I don't think, I still don't think he is. I think he is. I just think, I just think that. Because he knows what to dial that it back. Live, I just think that live, the other musicians are so much better than Mark and Tom that, if if they were playing with if if those guys played with Travis live, they they'd be able to keep up with him live. Well, I uh, still I still I think Trey's the better. I, I as, as as far as a overall well rounded drummer, mm-hmm. give me Trey any okay. day. Okay, so that uh, that's the end of that. Actually, that's the end of the point here. Because there's no more points. Oh, so, can, so I do. So I do. Do I give Green Day a point for that? No, I, I gave a point for each musician I thought was better than the other. Oh, okay. One. So I gave a point. I gave a I point. Gave one point to Blink, and then for, you then for, you gave and two then points two for Mister Green Day. See, I gave a point to Blink, and I gave a point. To, I mean, I gave two points to Blink, Blink and one point to Green Day, and that okay. that still ends up being Green Day seven to five. I have eight to four. So I got Green Day as the winner. As the winner. As the winner. But that. that but wait. There's more. So yeah, we we, yeah. we always knew we were, Green Day was going to be the winner, but to me, it ended up being a lot closer than I expected. When, uh, when going yeah. when going through the years, like you know what, Green Day makes a good case at times, but if it wasn't for just some of the atrocities in there, I agree, some atrocities. So let's move on to the very last segment of the show. What's the very last segment of the show, Caleb? Well, it is Blink One Two's new album. We're back, <laughs> Blink One Eighty Two's new album. So Tom DeLonge's highly anticipated return to Blink-182. Blink-182 just released a new album. And, and guess uh, what? This isn't a part of the point system, so the, the no. point's over. We're the re- points are over. We have Green Day as the winner. The points don't matter now. I fully expected that piece of paper to go that Green way, not completely across the room. Green Day's the winner. But, uh, Green yeah. Day's the winner. Blink-182 just released a new album one more time. One this, more this time. This past Friday, which is the first album to feature Tom DeLonge since 2012. Well, EP. The EP, the, the Dog is Eating Dog. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, as of this episode... It's been pretty well received among critics. It's actually went down a little bit. It wasn't like an eighty, yeah. like an eighty-two or eighty-three on Metacritic. It's went down like a seventy-three. I'm like, okay, that, that definitely makes sense to me. Makes sense. <laughs> so makes sense. But yeah, uh, I'm extremely mixed on the entire thing. Buddy, I'm, I'm, I'm very mixed on. Buddy, the I don't. Thing. I'm not mixed at all. I'm uh, not mixed at all. You just don't get it. I don't, just, apparently, I don't. Apparently, I do no, not. I really get don't think. I, well, what well, once we get, once we get into 
the actual elements of the album. I'll I'll try to understand more of what, what where your headspace is here. But some of the stuff I, I don't we've talked about it a little bit. I I don't get uh, for me for me the starters for why the album is mixed is uh, the production and overall mixing mm-hmm. on the album is mm-hmm. just at times a travesty. You know, like I said, Thomas not Thomas, but uh, Travis Barker is a is a, is a great drummer, but uh, as a producer. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand some of the decisions made here. Uh, the drums sound compressed and processed to the point where it even hurts my ears, which is very evident in the opening track. Yeah, anthem part three, um, which I see. I see as a song going over very well with fans, but uh, like at, at times, especially on the intro, it sounds like they're rec- trying to recreate the success of part two. But uh, I think it does come well, to its own. It, I think it comes into its own eventually. And I think if you look at the lyricism, mm-hmm. there's actually some pretty strong lyrics in this song, but. Uh, the, the the drum the, the the obnoxious drum mixing and processing it's just like I can't listen to this with headphones on. Here's the thing though, and I can forgive Anthem Part Three for even sounding like Anthem Part Two. It's just the intro. I can, I can even I it's can forgive that if even if it was a straight rip off of the yeah, song. I was afraid that's what it was. Gonna I, be. I can I can forgive I can forgive that, but. God, the drums it's, are so It's probably the atrocious. I think it's the worst on the album in terms of the drum sound. Yeah. The bass drum, I'm, get, I'm getting Lars Ulrich vibes. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, oh Agreed. no, I can't do this. I agree. The bass drum is like, it, the bass drum doesn't sound real and it's just like pounding in your ear. I'm like, oh God, I can't, I can't take that. Uh, so yeah, that's just, that's just, that was a major concern throughout the entire album. That was a, that was a problem for me. Uh, some of the drums at times is very uneven in, in terms of like what they sound like. Sometimes yeah. they sound good. Sometimes like, oh my God. Even in a song that I like like uh, more than you know the double bass uh, yeah. in the chorus is loud it's loud yeah. and I like that song uh, but yeah uh, on top of all that the vocal processing and mixing particularly on Tom's voice and yeah. you, you hear it on Mark's voice it's sometimes like on edging you hear it on Tom on doesn't it. sound like Tom uh, he, actually, doesn't, he doesn't. I know. I, let me I think. He, I think. Actually, think he does sound like Tom. He does it's a sound problem. like Tom. Cause, right. Cause they're, tr- they're trying to. They're doing. They're putting that's stuff on his voice saying. to make him sound like Tom. Whereas that's, in neighborhoods, he sounded like what Tom sounded like. You think they time. used AI on this record? I, I thought about that today. I thought about that today, and I'm like, I think they used maybe, AI on this record? Maybe at times, because at times he does sound like he did in the early 2000s. Yeah. I'm like, that's not. Then you watch him live, and I'm like, hmm. Nah. I think they. I really think they used. <laughs> it's possible, man. A, 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 I want to. I want to th- hope that they didn't. But you know, <laughs> I think. I think what they did was, as they had him sing the song, put it into an AI, put it into AI, and had it doctored and touched up. At the very least, they might have like pitch uh, higher pitched yep. it a little bit. Yep. Um, and uh, if auto tune was used on Untitled or Neighborhoods, it was mostly invisible. Like I'd say. I'd say definitely pitch correction was used on Neighborhoods, mm-hmm. but I can't, you can't hear it. You can't hear. Yeah. It. Audible uses of it, yep. whereas there's several songs here where, where you can hear it, and I'm I'm just like, gosh, oh, what, like, like why? The worst, the worst culprit for me is edging to hear it. It's awful because it's, it's on both. So it's, it's on both. It's on both of their voices on that one, dude. Yeah. It's it's where was Mark? You know, Mark. I, I, I'll say this. I'm super glad these three are back together making music. Oh, absolutely. It's so good. Like, especially after Mark's cancer diagnosis in 2021, yeah. he had to relearn how to sing. Well, let's, so, not, so, let's so, not forget that Travis Barker was in a fucking plane crash, So, so for, too, so so for mean, a guy who had to relearn how to sing, he clearly sounds better than yeah. Tom on this album, but it's still like all Blink albums since Enema of the State, very yeah. heavily Tom. Yeah. Which, at Tom, not so, not so much of a bad thing. Yeah, for me. we're not we're not ta- we're not you know taking the shit out of out of them being back together. I'm glad they're friends. Like we're gl- I, yeah. I highly recommend watching their Zane Lowe interview on YouTube. It's an hour long. It's mm-hmm. oh dude, they, they they go in on each other a little well, bit. They talk about how Mark's like I don't I never want to play music with this guy again. 
talking about like mm-hmm. after the fallout of neighborhoods. Yeah. It's 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 good. Yeah. yeah, but it's like we don't we don't want to be. We're not trying to be that person of 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 of. of crapping on anybody that's happy they're back together and all that stuff because again we are happy about that mm-hmm. but maybe okay well, maybe we're just we're, we're just stuck in the past that's what it I is. don't think we're, I, I th- we're stuck we're stuck in the untitled days is our problem listen there was there's never going to be a time when blink 22 ever makes an album as good as untitled again it would have had to happen a couple years after untitled because yeah. uh, as we can see I neighborhoods think, came close I think neighborhoods is a is a nice progression from yeah. that and this yeah. this is a mishmash of things that sounds like it could have been post untitled some some of it sounds like it, it could be post take off your pants like put, take off your pants and jacket in with yeah. the state and not not in a great way obviously uh, as we talked about in some of the past episodes not a big fan of the singles that, that were released for no. now one more time no. edging dance with me fell in love D- oh god i don't like any of those songs um with the exception of of more than you know as i was talking about mm-hmm. earlier i do think that that's a that's a pretty aggressive song. Uh, I know the drum, the bass drum is just like, yeah. God. But yeah, that, that's a good song. So as I was listening to this album, I know you didn't, which probably made your experience just awful. <laughs> I skipped these songs. Yeah. I, I've Actually, I've even came up with, with Caleb's cut of this album. Okay. Let's hear Caleb's cut of the record. Well, it's, it's on Spotify. I, I picked 10 songs. Okay. And I even put a couple songs I don't even like because it's, you got to have a couple songs you don't like. I know. Uh, uh, but yeah... Uh, so I skipped those songs while I listened to the album, and I think I think I benefited from it because I I know I don't like those songs, and from from everything, even people that like the album will tell you that the flow of the album is weird, mm-hmm. that there's no flow like there is on Untitled, where it feels like one big piece of like an artistic statement. Mm-hmm. This is just songs, kind of like mm-hmm. placed together in weird weird parts. Um, but I think there's actually some really solid songs on here, and this is where me and you may differ. Um, okay, Terrified was originally supposed to be a boxcar racer song mm-hmm. and uh, with its structure you can definitely see that it's that opening riff sounds like a boxcar racer song in the the chorus uh terrified the, is good. welcome terrified it sounds like like tiny voices by mm-hmm. boxcar racer a little bit um uh i was still i was slightly disappointed in the song because this was the song people were saying this song is mind-blowing mm-hmm. and i'm like it's good it's a good song and mm-hmm. it's the first song that really caught my attention on the album after listening to one song i didn't love and two songs that i i loathe mm-hmm. being a Fell in love in that. Ole 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 ole. Okay, okay. We're gonna talk about that song in a minute. We're gonna talk about dance with me. Yeah, I don't like dance with me. I don't like dance with me either. But here's the thing. Like I told you before, the pre-chorus to the mark dance part. with me. The mark part is awesome, dude. It's good. Yeah, it's good. And then it's just falls absolutely off a well, cliff. I hate the cho- I hate the chorus. It's 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 lazy and and, and trashy and. It features like my least favorite chord progression of all time, as well does one more time. So anytime I hear that chord progression used heavily in a song, mm-hmm. I'm always like, this, this, they're phoning it in because this, this chord progression has been used a billion times since the '80s, mm-hmm. maybe even the '70s. Yeah, and yeah, the, the, this album is, has has that sin a few times, mm-hmm. and every time it happens, I'm just like, oh, God, I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> Moving on, let's talk about more songs that I like, Josh, and more songs okay. that you might not like. Okay. Um, we talked about fell in love. Fell in love uh, sampled the Cure <laughs> or something. <laughs> I guess that, that 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 I guess the claps at the beginning of the song samples the Cure. I think um, it does not sound like a Cure song, but that has a bit of a let's just say quote unquote eighties feel to it yeah. in the worst way possible. I hate it. Uh, whereas Blink Wave, the song Blink Wave, to me is a nice detour into eighties. 80s arena pop that actually kind of reminds me more of Always from mm-hmm. from the Untitled. I really like yeah. that song. Um, it, it feels it feels legitimate. It doesn't it's, feel it doesn't feel pandering. It definitely 
you get the processing and stuff like that. It's, it's all over the album. The bad mixing is all over the album. But I like Blink Wave. It's it's funny that, that you're saying that because uh, our, our our buddy Seth Martin is messaging me right now, telling me how wrong I am on my take. <laughs> well, uh, for uh, <laughs> for uh, this, I know you hate the album, but like, uh, I, there's some songs I really yeah. like on here. I think, so, that, honest to God, I think this album has some of their best songs of all time. I, maybe, I, maybe it will grow. Maybe it will grow on me it might. if I ever listen to it again. Um, it might. Like, like I said, Blink Wave's fun. It sounds like an '80s song. Uh, it's not spectacular, breaking ground, but it, it definitely falls in line with. I think it sounds like a, a song off Neighborhood somewhat. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, and uh, <laughs> getting to uh, another song apparently you didn't like in terms of let's go to the pop punk angle of the album because there's some pop punk on here. There's some stuff that wouldn't. That's more so alt alt rock stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. The song "Bad News" is like a two two minute and twenty second song, and I think it does a really solid job of being an energetic song with with mature lyrical content about yeah. like falling out of love with someone. And uh, to me, it doesn't feel forced or pandering like some of the singles we heard. If if this would have been the first single on the album, I'd be like, you know what, it's not as good as "Neighborhoods Are Untitled," mm-hmm. but I like this. This sounds this is a solid Mark song. It's got some really intense like. Like drum mixed with the guitar lick parts there that uh, I really love. Kind of, it kind of reminds me of Newfound Glory a little bit, which okay. I'm not. I'm not the biggest Newfound Glory, but they they dabble in like post hardcore elements, and that song does that. But and listen, it's cool. Listen, um, Hurt is fantastic. Okay, <laughs> I don't hate Hurt. The Hurt interlude. It's like I, I mean, like I know it's like it's like like I said, songs are just placed in random places on yeah. this album. Yeah, and I'd listen to Hurt. It sounds like an Angels and Airwaves song, kind of. But I mean. You know, it sounds like neighborhoods. Turn, it kind of sounds like neighborhoods. Turn this off is okay too. <laughs> I don't. I mean, the twenty-four I, second. I like it. I like it more than the Travis song later. The F Face song, which he's just screaming. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That has no point to it. But uh, yeah, I like childhood that. is good. Uh, well, I was gonna get to childhood, Josh. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, I'm moving on to another song you didn't like, which ah oh, man, I don't, I don't, I can't. This one I can't wrap my brain around because I, I this song has been stuck in my the chorus of the song. Okay, has been stuck in my head. Okay, and, uh, okay, turpentine. Um, I actually, I actually feel strong about this song than what my review says two days ago. Because I typed this two days ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I know this song has they they put a couple serious silly lyrics in this, but the serious lyrics in this song are like. Is some of Tom's best lyricism. Like seriously, like he's like, it's like, what if I'm not like the others, a broken man of Frankenstein? What if he's like, what what if my heart can't recover? And I'm like, this is good. And then they talk about like, they say some some strange stuff in the song too, like the the way that they he pronounces turpentine wrong a couple times. Yeah. And it, that's that's on purpose. But uh, I don't know. I this song to me is unpredictable in its song structure. At times it, it like takes off and slows down, and then Mark has like a a, a soft bridge mm-hmm. i've got to applaud a blink 22 song that i don't know where it's going whereas if i hear one more time or fell in love i'm like i can tell you exactly where every single one of these songs is going mm-hmm. so i gotta applaud turpentine's probably like my second favorite song I've, that okay. song's been stuck in my head man okay maybe it'll grow on you it has a couple of strange lyrics in it but i think it's it's on purpose i think it's about trying to change yourself so they throw in like a couple lyrics that are like mm-hmm. he says like stick your dick in oval team that <laughs> You see what I'm saying, like, but I like it though. I, here's why I like it because because the core, the song doesn't sound like a generic pop punk Blink One Two song. It doesn't sound like a Take Off Your Pants and Jacket song. It sounds like a growth. So whenever they throw in like, yes, stick your dick in Ovaltine is growth. I know, but the lyricism throughout growth. the song, I, I, I like I like some of these lyrics. He talks about snorting Dramamine. I'm like, I feel you, man. I need to do. That. <laughs> Jeez. That's for real. No, I, I did. Okay, well, maybe that one. The song structure on that one wins me over, and I do think it has. Other than the oval scene, 
it has some of strong it has some of tom, tom strongest lyrics on it i swear um, to you i think they sit around and just go what is it tom center going what do you think's the funniest thing that i could put in a song and mark just goes i don't know stick your dick in oval that's team, the thing ter- that's the thing turpentine is not a fun it, turpentine at times is a worrisome song i'm worried about tom yeah. sometimes in that song so it, i think it blends elements of lyricism like well, it does it well for me, but maybe not for you. <laughs> uh, other, you didn't like the other side, the 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 uh, song before the last song. It's about it's about Mark's uh, old bass tech who passed away, and he talks about. Well, now you make me feel like an asshole because that's what the song's about. <laughs> uh, well, other side is a is a nice. It's a, it's a, it's almost like fully a Mark song. You know how Mark always has like one song. He's right got towards to the one end of, song. Yeah. It's only two minutes and ten seconds long, and it, I think it has a really. Like it, 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 he's like it'll never be the same stage right he's talking about his, his bass tech and uh, he's like we'll always, and he now. says we'll always have that coffee life because his bass tech owned a coffee shop and I I, I just think it's a nice song it, it's, a, it's a good song it's a good way to before the closer which is childhood yeah and I think childhood's the best song on the album yeah um, I would agree I'd say it's easily one of their most unique songs up there with yeah. uh, fighting the gravity um, lyrics are a little bit sometimes the lyrics on the song like repeat stuff that we heard throughout the album like do you remember the time or like what we where is our childhood gone mm-hmm. but the structure this has chord chord structures in it that i've never heard in a blink Way two song um I, I told you before that this is probably the closest they're going to become being a shoegaze band with some mm-hmm. childhood and i love the outro it has like a little like atari keyboard synthesizer outro with like mm-hmm. a, a a classic uh effect riddled travis drum solo which i think actually sounds really good yeah so i mean like i've seen where people are mixed on that song but I, yet again i got to applaud when they're actually doing something creative and new yeah. so yeah i think that the album uh if 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 the album was mixed and produced better the songs that i like would be so much better and, if and tom sounded like tom that's exactly right see that's the thing like there's a couple songs where i really like how he's like on turpentine i like how he sounds but even on childhood the the uh, audio the processing and auto tune is obvious but it kind of works for the song's favorite somewhat but uh yeah, even the songs I don't like, if they were produced better, at the very mm-hmm. least I wouldn't get annoyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 better than nine. It's better than California. I probably even like it more than Shishir Cat. I think that's why people are so about it right now is because it is better than those last two records. It's so and, much better. And the fact um, and and the fact that it is. Uh, all three of them back together. I think there's a little bit of nostalgia a, goggles in them. There's a little bit of that, but the, um, which, which is funny because the songs I like the most, I don't get nostalgic feels for. There are like songs where I'm like, yeah, it's not because it shows growth. It doesn't. It's a band. The, the overall album is a. If we're going from neighborhoods, it is a regression from neighborhoods. Yes, but it's undoubtedly a progressive yeah. a progression from nine in, in California. Yeah, maybe I just maybe I just want another neighborhoods. Maybe that's just what I, I mean. Want. I, I I mean that maybe would that I want would, another neighborhood. That would have been nice. Another, and there's only another, a couple songs. There's only a couple songs on here that kind of have yeah. that, that feel to yeah. it. So uh, hey, I was expecting literally the worst by judging by the uh, the single. So like my expectations were. We're, the we're bottom here, floor. They were in hell. Were they in the? They were in hell. <laughs> and then I listened to it. Hell. I listened to it, and uh, I was like, oh, I probably I might like more songs than I dislike, but it's still nothing special, and it's not very. It's it's very like all over the place. I'd, I'd give it a six out of ten. And uh, I don't know if you. I don't even. I don't, I don't know, know if you I don't give even it a know score. what I can give it. I don't know if I'm not going to give it. I'm not going to give it a score. I'm not gonna for let the you. simple fact, I'm not gonna let you. <laughs> I'm not gonna give it a score because here's here's the reason. I'm gonna I'm gonna spend a little more time with the record. I'll see if it grows on me. And I'll give I will give a score next week on the show. Turpentine, see Turpentine. If I'm going back to Turpentine, which he could make a case as my favorite, but I still think Childhood is a Turpentine feels like a much more mature and maybe even potentially heartbreaking version of Reckless Abandon. Okay, 
Okay. It doesn't have his generic song structure, okay. but it still has like those lyrics that are like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I will. I will spend. I will spend this week during my travels for work because I do have to travel quite a bit this week just, for work. Just open your mind. Once you accept what the once you accept that this is how Tom sounds on this album, and this is how Tra- Travis's drums sound on this album, and it's like, oh man, that's a bummer. I wish it didn't sound like that, but it yeah. does. Yeah, I, I've ranked the songs here. I don't need. To, I don't need to say the ranking though. We don't got to do that. Yeah, you don't have to do that. Yeah. All right. As we can see, Green Day won, and Blink Two would put out a new album that is divisive with us, but it's. It's, it's a hit for, for most people. It's a hit for most people. One more time. One one more one. time. <laughs> hey, guys! Oh, my God, Travis sang on this. You know, when they performed Travis that, sang the when one they, line! When they performed that song live, I watched it. Travis Barker's lip-syncing his part. He's not singing it. He's lip-syncing it. <laughs> I was like, they're like, oh, man, Travis sounds so good. I was like, because he ain't singing the damn thing. But, yeah. That is our episode, Josh. That is our... Green Day. This was probably a was long. It, this was probably a long one. It wasn't that long, actually. It wasn't it? It was over an hour. Yeah, it was over an hour. Definitely. <laughs> I'm guessing about an hour and twenty-five. That's what I'm saying. Is what I'm thinking. So, uh, what, what, what's left? I guess what's left is to pick a topic for next week. I guess who's picking? Um, I, I forgot because we didn't pick this one. We just we just picked it by ourselves without pulling. I'm, out. I'm pretty sure that. You had last pick because I think we picked. Uh, you do it. I don't. I don't remember. Out of Mr. Lego Head Man here. Let's see. You do it. What we got? What do we got? What do we have? Whatever it is, that's what we are doing. <laughs> well, I believe Nancy will be uh, sending us, uh, seeing us next week because we are doing Reddit story time reactions. What's that? That is, have you seen the TikTok trends of Am I the Asshole? I don't know. Well, guess what? That's what we're doing. What is it, though? What do we do? I'll explain next Am week. I, do I do anything? Nope. You don't do a thing. There is no, there's no sort no, of... No, I, I don't mean, I don't mean preparation. What do I do during the episode? Oh, pretty much what she's going to do is, is that she's going to read off a, uh, a thing off of Reddit or something, and we're just going to give our opinion on that person. Or on that said story. Okay, okay, okay. So we're going to find out That's a fine. little bit about ourselves next sure, week. Sure, sure. Well, as we found out today, Josh Josh has a bad opinion about the new play. But yeah. Yeah, that's that that that's it, folks. Uh, if you want to find us, you can uh, yeah. Type, where can they find? You can us type too. in "chat from a hat" on Facebook. Sorry, Seth Martin is now saying he's going to fight me. So that's that's but that's wonderful. settled. Then just tell him that tell him that you like Turpentine. <laughs> I, did, I did. I told him it was a few songs on it that I, I liked, but overall, I think the album's trash. I'm sorry. I, I, see, the, the the problem the problem with me is when people say like the album's flawless. I think it, I was like, come on, guy. Like, let's yeah, be real here. There's <laughs> flaws. Like the, the, these singles are lackluster. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, you can find us by typing a chat from a hat on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter, and if you want to email us, email us at chatfromahatcast at gmail.com. Joshua? Uh, you, still want, you still want to fight? You still I'm want still, a text battle still, over still, there? It's still a fight. It's still a fight. fight. It's a fight on site. <laughs> um, but yeah, so next week we're going to talk about Reddit, uh, story time, reaction things. We'll get Nancy involved in that so she can find us our stories that yeah. she will have to uh, sure. quote unquote read to us. And uh, then, uh, who knows, Caleb? We might take a, a little uh, 
seasonal break for a month or two. Nah, no, we're not. Gonna we do ain't that. gonna do that. Gonna That's do crazy. That. We ain't gonna do that crap. That's crazy. However, um, coming up though, since we kind of are uh, nearing the holidays, we will go ahead and let people know that in the holidays we are going to have a few special episodes, and it's yeah. going to be kind of fun, uh, yeah. leading from December into January, mm-hmm. and then January we will have season two. Because you have to break them up apparently on our That's website in seasons. So yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. Next week we're going to do Reddit's. Uh, if you like the new Blink album, I'm sorry that I completely just shat on it the whole entire time. Um, that's just my opinion. You don't have to like it. But it's you a six, will respect it. It's no. a six out of ten, folks. Okay, uh, whatever. There's other critics that agree with me and others that don't. <laughs> oh well. Well, folks, we will talk to you next week. Caleb, any last words? No. All right. Well, then we will talk to you next week. Uh, Go listen to Blink-182 and go listen to Green Day. Give them some more money. (laughs) Have a good one, folks.